Hello again and welcome to The Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you're very welcome. Happy Sunday to everyone. Please check the three dots menu at the top or look along the bottom row until you see a little wheel. Click that, hit the word quality, and then upgrade the quality of the video to 720 or 1080p just so you have a good clear picture to work with. If the video is still grainy after you do that, it might be that YouTube is downgrading the quality of the video as you watch, so there's no fix for that. You're just going to have to keep checking the menu above or at the bottom to make sure that they're not downgrading your video quality. So I am continuing with the America series, and today I am going to look at a prophetic word and vision that the Lord gave me all the way in March 2020. So we're coming up to almost a year since I received this video. Um, why do I call them videos? This prophetic word and vision from the Lord. And I have to say quite a few elements in this prophecy have already started um, fulfilling themselves. So it's called The Vision of America, March the 28th, 2020, and the banner scripture, there are two of them, and they're juxtaposed to show the Lord's heart towards, I guess, the two sets of people that we will see as times get tighter and things get more difficult in the United States and globally. Um, I hope that if you're a global visitor and you happen to come across these videos, if they've been recommended to you or if YouTube threw it your way, or you happen to find the blog by accident, whatever brought you here, if you're foreign, please understand that the Lord wants the different nations of the world to draw something from the fate that America is going to suffer. This nation has been identified by the Lord God to me, celestial, as Mystery Babylon from the scripture. And therefore, certain things are going to come upon her, not only in the final, final times of the end, not only in what we call the end of days, but even now, as we are in the final times where we are awaiting the Lord Jesus Christ, the end times, the beginning of sorrows, where we are going to see an increase in difficulty in the birth pains that the world at large is going to suffer. We have to keep our eye on America as a center and key role player in that time because the Lord has revealed to me and it appears in many of the prophecies on my blog, The Master's Voice, what comes to America will in some way or form come to many of the nations of the world. America will suffer the harshest punishments. The Lord has said that ultimately in the end, this nation will be removed from the register of nations. The Lord says that America will no longer be a country. She will be obliterated and her name will be scrubbed from the register of what we know as nations. She will be no more and she will reap the full punishment that we find in Revelation 17 and 18, where it talks of the nation of mystery Babylon that is utterly destroyed and all her plagues and her destructions come upon her, the scripture says, in a single day. So if you're a foreigner 
Um, I hope these videos are informative for you. I hope that you share them with others. If you desire to subscribe to the channel so that when a new video comes up, you can know, but understand that this is a teaching channel and a prophetic channel sharing for the heart of the Lord God concerning the end of days. So the two scriptures that God gives me shows his heart towards two groups of people that we're going to have in the end times. We're going to have the people that are going to act like Pharaoh in the story of Moses and Pharaoh in the Exodus story, which is that the more God speaks and the more God warns and the more God says, I'm going to do this. These people are going to become hardened in their hearts. They're going to say that it's lies. They're going to say these things are not true. They're going to keep sending me emails and putting comments on, on the posts and things like that, saying, where are you getting all this from? And that's neither here nor there, brothers and sisters. Mockers will mock and scoffers will scoff. Not only did the Bible say that we would have mockers and scoffers in the end days, but the Bible also says that many even who were part of the faith will depart their faith. Their faith will not be enough for them to continue this increasingly narrow journey with the Lord. When difficulties come, when dangers come, when the enemy is in a hot pursuit, both of the people in the world and God's people, many people will decide that they did not sign up for this and all this is too difficult and all this is doom and gloom and whatever the case may be. And they are simply going to depart the narrow way. And then there's a second group, God's core, those that we call the remnant bride. The church is going to separate into fluff or chaff that will blow away. And the remnant bride who will instead wash her robes in the blood of her crucified Messiah and become a very stalwart, stoic and tough cookie. The remnant bride is going to follow Jesus through the end times, no matter where his spirit leads. These are people who will not quit, people who will not give up. Some of them are not even born again yet. Some of them are still out in the world, enjoying themselves, sleeping with their boyfriends and up in the clubs until 4 a.m. And they do not know that God has a glorious ending for them to be part of the remnant bride, part of the remnant church. These are people who are going to come to their finest hour in the late stage. They will come to a full knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of their sins, and they will be able to go through the difficulties of the tribulation period like a champ. There are also um, people who have been following God consistently for a long time. They will also form a part of this group. They will not quit easily. And therefore, God gave two scriptures concerning this vision of America that I saw and the difficulties that will come. The first one is this. Arise and cry out in the night. In the beginning of the watches, Pour out your heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up your hands toward him for the life of your little children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. This is Lamentations 2.19. This is a scripture that is talking about a time of hunger and starvation that comes to a land that is so, so bad that the children are falling down from starvation in every street. When you talk about every street, you're basically talking at the micro details of daily life. Every single home is along the street. And Jesus is saying that children will be hungering 
in every home. And then here's the second scripture that is completely opposed to the first one. They shall not hunger or thirst, nor shall the heat or sun smite them. For he that has mercy on them shall lead them. Even by springs of water will he guide them. And here God is talking to the people that he will not abandon. He's talking to people in Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 10. And he's saying that they won't go hungry and that they won't be thirsty and they won't be struck by severe conditions. So he uses the heat and the sun to say that they will not suffer any severity of daily life and severity of daily conditions because he will have mercy on them. And then he says that he will lead them and take them to secret springs of water. So this is a picture of a promise. This is a picture of God saying to you that no matter how tough it gets and no matter how difficult it gets, you can trust me that I have got secret places to provide for you from and you don't have to fear. You won't be hungry. You won't be thirsty. And the extreme conditions of daily life will not affect you. So by the grace of God, I know I'm certainly counting myself in that second group. And that's from Isaiah 49 and verse 10. So here's the dream that I dreamed. In a half sleep, I'm not sure whether I was awake. I wasn't awake, but when you're awake, it's a vision. And when you're sleeping, it's a dream. But it was a dream vision or something like that. I saw the grocery stores and the grocery shelves in America and they were empty. So there was no food in the stores and they kind of looked like at the beginning of Corona last year when people bum rushed the stores and just, you know, took everything except what was nailed down the shelves themselves. And that's what I saw that the shelves were empty. But in, um, in particular, my attention was drawn in the dream. It was highlighted to me that there was no flour, there was no sugar and there was no oil. So there was a group shortage of many, many things that we need for daily life. But these three things were highlighted to me that they were missing. They were unavailable and they were also not being restocked. So they were not coming back to the stores. And I saw empty shelves all across America. And then I began to hear this groan. And this groan, it was like maybe one person started it, but then many, many voices picked up this groan. And then it rose and it swelled until it became like a wail, like a screaming cry, like when someone has died. And this was the sound of hunger and lack in America, rising from millions of throats. And there was no wheat in America. There was no flour, sugar, oil, and no wheat itself, and therefore no way to make flour. And this flour shortage hit all American homes. But the Lord showed me in the dream that it hit the fast food industry the hardest. Why? Because everything that the fast food industry makes, burgers and pizzas and tacos and tortillas, all those things require flour to make the bread products. And so once that was out of stock and once there was no actual bread to be bought, I saw that Americans began to cry. Why? Because this is a nation that consumes a ton of bread and bread-based products, whether it's actual bread or whether it's pizza that they buy or pizza that is made at home, or even if it's just pretzels and pretzel sticks and biscuits, all those things require bread, but it was completely flourless. And I saw also um, that there was no sugar. So sugar became a black market commodity. I mean, in the dream, I saw people 
trading sugar the way you trade drugs okay so it was this all whispered conversation and having to call people who knew people to get sugar for your household and without sugar you couldn't make fizzy drinks and the, and the sweet drinks and the fizzy drinks and the sodas that part of the industry really staggered it completely went awol that's what i saw you couldn't even get um, sweet drinks and um, tang and all the other things, Kool-Aid and especially sodas, all of that went kaput. The bottom fell out of that market and oil also was hard to get. It was very scarce. So the fast food industry was hit with flour loss, hit with sugar loss, and then hit with oil because everything that you need to make in these fast food chains, you know, the burgers and the fried chicken, all of that cannot be made with oil. So even the butter spreads, you know, the butter and the, the oil-based veggie and margarine spreads, all of that was gone. And I saw that this brought shell-shocked to the United States. The country was shell-shocked. The way you hit someone in the chest and they stagger back. That's how the nation was because this staple food, these are staple foods for this country. And without them, the nation suffered a shell shock and she slumped into decline. So the second dream that I had was I heard a man telling me a story. So I was sleeping and I saw nothing. I just heard a man's voice and he was narrating to me. But as he continued to speak, the picture of what he was saying showed up in the dream. So this is what the voice said. I went to a meeting that was organized in my city. It was an open air meeting where a guy climbed a podium and he began to speak. As he spoke, more and more people gathered with me to hear what the man was saying. He was addressing the hot topics of the day, things that worried and concerned all of us. A lot of what he said was true and right. And we agreed loudly as we stood there and spoke out in support of him. Suddenly, out of nowhere, riot police with plastic shields and batons appeared and began to beat us to make us disperse. They came with no warning and they just started hitting people. We were very angry and we tried to fight, but they were more than we were and very well prepared. As we scattered, we were angry, very angry. People were fighting back and throwing things and saying, hey, this is a free country. What are you doing? But the riot police remained silent. They're paid to be brutal. And that's what they did to us in my city. We were not allowed to gather. It wasn't made illegal like a law, but it was just not allowed. The guy who was speaking ran away and every one of us had to scatter the best we could. This is now life in America. And so while he was speaking, I saw a man that was dressed just like the people in the 1960s used to dress. You know, when people were going through economic hardships in the past, those guys that had the little shipping cap, you know, the little beaked cap that they would wear. And he was wearing a worker's coat and, you know, pants with suspenders. And he had worker's boots and a worker's cap on. And he climbed a wooden platform that was at the side of a brick building. So here's the face of the brick building like this and then backwards. And then back here, there was kind of a rough platform. And that's where the man was speaking. And a crowd gathered by and there were people working with the man. So the crowd um, would gather and then people were standing right by and they would hand out pamphlets and say, hey, you know, take a few minutes and listen to what he's saying. So pretty soon a good crowd gathered. And because this man was on point and on topic, Everybody was soon vocal in their expressions of support and they were like, yeah, yeah, that's true. And then all of a sudden, 
riot police showed up. They just ran around the side of the building out of nowhere and started hitting people with these long black batons. Very hard. The kind of hit where if you get one, suddenly you are not interested in a protest. You are not interested in what somebody is saying. All of a sudden you feel that you should find the train and go home and take care of that arm. And so they were hitting people very hard. And this is how they were dressed. They had thick black helmets with clear visors at the eyes, but the mouth and the chin was covered with black plastic. So it was like a motorcycle helmet, but only eyes were visible here. The rest was covered by black plastic. And they had very heavy batons and they were wearing black combat gear from head to toe and calf high boots with very thick soles. I've spoken of this uniform before. I see it many times in the visions and dreams that the Lord gave me. They carried long body length shield from top to about below knee level of a man, of an average size man, and they were very well organized. They ran like they had been practicing and training for this forever. They ran in formation, and I remember that as they were running, the sound of their boots went crack, crack, crack. So they were running as if they'd been running in training and knew how to keep in step with one another forever. And so the crowd was no match for this very well-organized and well-trained team. People scattered, even though some people tried to fight back, but these riot police were brutal. They were very, very aggressive. And another strange thing about them is that they were silent. So the only crying out that was coming was from the anger and the expressions of the crowd. Riot police did not say a word. They just worked very efficiently among the people and pretty soon everybody ran off. And I saw that the cops were not trying to arrest anybody. So they didn't arrest anybody and they didn't detain anybody. Even the speaker and his helpers who were handing out the flyers were able to escape with no problems. And what I saw is that the police were being used as a deterrent. They weren't trying to fill the jails because these were just ordinary citizens exercising their constitutional right to congregate and, you know, to protest. They weren't trying to take these people to jail and give themselves a lot of paperwork, processing housewives and doctors and dentists and whoever was there. They just wanted to deter the people from gathering. So the people ran off angry and yelling about their civil rights, but that's, that's what happened. And that's how the vision, that's how the dream ended. And then when I woke up, God said that this is your future, America. God told me to tell the people of America that you've become caught in your own net. You are the one that fed your military and fed your armed forces and fed your police basically raw meat. You constantly gave the army and the Marines and the Navy the flesh of others to eat. And as a result, they've become a very angry, very strong and powerful dog. And now God says that this is a trap that you cannot escape from. This is a taste of the new world order and the new rules will be enforced whether you like it or not. God says that this nation will be obedient as its punishment for all the times it disobeyed him and he will not save America from this. Only the righteous will I keep in the midst of this, the way a farmer protects his hens in the midst of a hurricane. So when God saw this, I saw this amazing picture. I saw it was like Kansas or Missouri or one of those places where there's just wide flat plains. And in the distance, the biggest hurricane that you can imagine, tornado tree breaking thing, 
was spinning huge and black, eating up the landscape, pulling up trees and uprooting things. I'm talking about big trees came out of the ground and went spinning up into this massive black vortex that was approaching. But right close to my view, so in the distance, I saw the hurricane, but right in front of me, I saw a chubby brownish red hen. And she was sitting on a nest on top of her, ch her chicklings, her chicks. And she had them under her wings. And there was a farmer and I knew that farmer was Jesus. There was a farmer standing over her and he was watching the approaching storm. And he had this flat and calm expression on his face and he would watch the tornado approaching. And then he would look down at this hen and the hen was not looking at anything. She was tucking her children under her wings and just, you know, grooming herself in the chest area. And she was not bothered at all. And I knew, I knew that this is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and how he will protect his people. Sorry, I'm just so joyous when I think about that. I really, um, I don't see a lot of positive things, but this one made an impression on me. And I knew that the Lord was saying that he will preserve and take care of his own. And so I was saying to please spend more time in the word of God. Please reread the gospels, no matter how many times you've, you've read them. Read the book of Daniel and read the prophetic books if you can. And definitely spend some time in the book of Jeremiah and the book of Revelation. Find out for yourself through the gospels who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Don't take anybody's word for it. The Lord Jesus is a real person. The Lord Jesus is a historical figure that was even recorded in some of the, of the annals of the Romans. Even though the Bible always speaks of Jesus in amazing and joyful and loving tones, the way the Romans wrote about him was that he was a troublemaker because wherever Jesus went, of course, there was controversy and the pot was always boiling because the man was stupendously amazing, his own self at all times. And so it was never a quiet day in the market or the temple when Jesus was around. The Lord Jesus is real. And I encourage you today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, Look in the description box below also to find out what this video is about. Look in the box below, go to the blog, visit the basics page, visit the prophecy page, visit the welcome page, visit the about page. These are the pages that I took the time to set on the blog before I put any prophecies there so that whoever finds this work, finds this ministry, can know what Celestial is talking about and can know what the master's voice is for. This is a place where the authentic words of the Lord, I am not sucking my thumb and making things up. The authentic word of the Lord has been entrusted to me and I am putting them up in written form on the blog and then putting them up in video form because God strongly insisted that it should be modernized and made more available to people. So visit the blog and find out what God is saying in these last days Find out for yourself, find out for your family and make the decision to transition from whatever it is that you are doing that does not glorify God, that is not holy. If you are a God denier, if you are an atheist, if you are someone who is living a lifestyle that is contrary to the laws of God, understand that these things do not 
please God. God says in Romans chapter 1 that he has made known to all men through the glory of his creation who is God, but men in their unrighteous nation, su nature suppress the truth of who Yah is and exchange the truth of God for lie. This is how the minds of man becomes darkened and then he exalts his opinion and his feelings, things that can disappear in a second if a disease gets you or a bus hits you. If you are so much a God, you should not be so easy to kill. I tell people all the time, we are just animated bags of meat and water. That's what we are. Nothing glorious about us. If you are a God unto yourself, it's a problem that self-religion, if you still need to take a shower and go to the bathroom, because real gods don't do that. Also, if you are someone who follows any religion where your God has to be made with human hands, he has to be put into a fire and shaped and hammered so that his head can be round and so that his belly can stick out or anything of that nature. If you need to nail your God down so that there, when there's an earthquake, he doesn't fall over. Brothers and sisters, it's time to take a second look at what you believe. If you can pick up your God and put him in a backpack, he's not a God. He's a toy that you happen to believe in. No offense, but these are the last days and you need to know what you are doing with your soul. You only have one soul. Invest it wisely by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Come over to the place where you have a heavenly father that loves you and delights you and will watch over you like a chicken. May God bless each one of you. Happy Sunday to you. And I will be back with another video, but I think this will be the only one for today. Take care. Bye.